0: Welcome to the Hunting Standard Podcast, featuring your host, Brady Ovid, and Garrett. Now, join us to dial in your next adventure.
1: Alright everybody, we're here with you again today. Coming to you
0: from a chilly day in Montana. Chilly week, really. It's been cold. Yeah, really cold. What what was the worst, not the worst, I don't wanna say worst, the coldest temperature you had at the homestead? I just came
1: back from Billings that's down there selling Christmas trees. How cold was it in Billings? And the other morning I had, I think it was 34 below on the temperature, and the phone says 45 below with the wind. And the wind was howling, mind you. So,
0: I, I think it was probably <laughs> pushing that. Yeah, I think here it was, twenty three. Might have been, the, temperature. I guess the over and then the, with the wind chill, it was like thirty, or two or something. Cold. Not very bad. Cold. It was cold, but nothing compared to the Delta cold that I endured <laughs> yeah. when I lived up there. Yeah, that Alaska cold. A- yeah. Kind of cold, huh? But we did set a record in Montana. The coldest ever temperature in Malta. Yeah. What was that, like 74 or something? 72 below 72. without wind chill. Okay. Without the wind chill. And if you've ever been to Malta, the wind never quits and, then, Yeah, which is... <laughs> it had to have been close to 100. <laughs> we appreciate you ranchers out there who had to endure this little spurt of bitterness. Yeah. No. And, uh... Just know that we support you also. So. Hope your wives are getting you a new pair of coveralls for Christmas. Yeah, some of those long johns got a few holes in them. And air conditioned ones with the holes aren't gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully you're getting some new Carhartt gear and Merry Christmas from us. But with that with that. We've got some ice coming on. Probably some thick ice. I could so. imagine that the ice gained a few inches. In that two or three day spurt that we just went through yeah so in kind of recognition of it being so cold and celebrating the fact that it's hard water season we're going to chat about some ice fishing today ice fishing is going to happen we also got us some beverages ice cold coca-cola in the seven and a half fluid ounce can these are tiny <laughs> it makes your hands look big though so I going? don't know if you're going for that or not, but... It's possible. Possible.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Where was your last ice fishing trip, too? Oh, boy. Last ice fishing trip... You haven't been out this year, have you? No, no. Yeah, me either. I went out on the uh, the pond and coal strip a bunch. when I was there, caught a few walleye, a couple pike. Okay. But... uh Went out on Tongue River Reservoir last year. A couple times, did all right. But this year, giving away those hot spots, huh? Yeah, I mean, go the there. Coal Strip Reservoir. Go <laughs> <I laughs> to the Coal Strip Pond, dude. <laughs> it's it says it's the best best uh, bass think. pond in the world or the nation or Montana. I don't know. It's got some very false accusation for a fishing That's- location. Hasn't there been some big ones come out of there, though? Yeah, the state record catfish came out of there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Probably ate a couple kids and then a guy caught it. There we go. But, uh, yeah, ice fishing over there was all right. Yeah. It was, it's colder over there, typically. Ice comes on a lot stronger over there. You almost have, like, a for-sure ice fishing season over there most Than years. The other half of the state. Yeah, and where we're at right yeah. now... Typically, it's January before ice is starting to get decent enough to go out on in some locations. But this year, it's been good. I mean, a spot that I was kind of looking at, ice fishing, possibly next week early, yeah. had 11 inches on it, which cool. is way more than enough. Where are you finding this information at? Um, Sportsman's Warehouse actually has like a pretty... Up to date, deal, and I got buddies. Check out your local sportsman's warehouse. Yeah, if you don't have buddies, I read, I read it on on sportsman's. Like they said, ice fishing's all right. You know, it's fair to good. Yeah. In this particular location, and I know some friends that go over there and ice fish it quite often. So I reached out to them and was like, "Hey, how's the ice fishing?" And they said, "Oh, we're smacking them. Yeah. You know, we caught some big rainbows and." Lots of kokanee and yeah. a couple other fish and like sign me up. Hopefully head over there next week. Yeah. There you go. Those are kind of our main plays here: kokanee
1: and
0: rainbows. It oh. seems like I mean we get some pike. Yeah, but for the most part that's what that's what we're after. So my cousin that we just got off the phone with earlier today, he hates. With a capital H-A-T-E-S. Fishing for trout and kokanee. Really? In any water. Wait, it's like... Why, why is he it? Heated? He calls them trash fish. He lives okay. in Bozeman. All there is is trout. <laughs> and he, uh... Dude,
1: those, there's, those little salmon are pretty hard to beat. Canned up? Tasty? Yeah little brown sugar. Oily. Honey, maybe. Smoked.
0: Crackered. Delicious. Spreads. Yes. Cheese logs with some salmon in it. Sandwiches. Coconut sandwich. It's hard to beat. But yet, for some reason, Andrew hates them.
1: That can't be trash.
0: He's a whitefish guy. He likes walleye, pike, burbot, and perch. You could get
1: spoiled on walleye pretty quick. How basic is that? (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. The thing is, you don't. I mean, what's the limit on
0: kokanee in most places here? It's. Uh, So there's places that depends where you're at. I would say. I would say. I don't don't know. You know, there's so many different lakes with different regulations. Um, I do know one lake that I like fishing for kokanee. It is 35 is the limit daily take. Yeah, okay. I think where we were last winter was like 20-something, 20
1: 25. Okay. And pro tip, you can go fish these at night. Yeah. Start at 10, 30, 11 at night, fish for four hours, and
0: Get you two, have two limits. Two daily limits. <laughs> two daily limits. <laughs> 25 on one side, 25 on the other. You can make all kinds of sandwiches. And then there's other ponds in this state, beautiful state, where I think it's unlimited, where you can just catch them it could be and i think this this area that i was getting the intel on is one of those areas it could be it could have changed i'd have to check the regulations on that but yeah but for all you people out there who maybe don't ice fish or want to get into ice fishing we're going to give you kind of some tips and tricks on what you think or what we think that you should kind of go after. Because nice. you can sit here, just like anything else that we're talking about, whether it's buying stuff for archery season, whether it's a new rifle, whether it's trapping, whether it's cat hunting, ice fishing, fishing in general, you're going to spend some money to get into it, right? Correct. Essentials, though, Yes. include a five-gallon bucket. Yep. And an ice auger. Shout out to the buddy that
1: I had to borrow my five-gallon bucket to at one point in life that I've never
0: got back. If you're hearing this, bring back my pink bucket. <laughs> pink ice fishing <laughs> bucket. Yeah, so, I mean, the bucket, you carry stuff in, right? Rods, yep. tackle, whatever else.
1: Not the bucket.
0: And then your ice auger, which can go from something as simple as an eight-inch ice auger that you hand auger with, yep. which I currently... Support. And build the forearms. Build the forearms, and those are about sixty bucks, you know. In. Hundred and less, you know, for one of those. To touch on that little interruption here, sorry, I've got our fire bus coming on for today. So Perfect. Okay. I'll let you know after a while. Yeah, I think I can figure out what it is. <laughs> but, so yeah, there's the the hand auger, and then the, the next generation is a gas powered auger, right? Yeah. Which some people love, some people don't love. They work at times. If it gets pretty cold, or you flood it, or you know, it, it just gas engines yeah. has all the typical little pour oil into your hole. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, anyways. There's the old timers with an axe out there. Yeah, I mean, there's people cutting squares and chainsaws, whatever. I've used the chainsaw timer too. Yeah. And then there's the new and approved electric stuff out there. And it's really quiet, you know? And it drills holes really fast, and they're pretty awesome. I'd like to get one one day, but I can't bring myself to spend $450 on an ice auger for the three months we get to ice fish here.
1: Yeah.
0: So, hand auger it is. It's it's a lot better than a lot of. Outdoor sports even you need to though. I yeah. mean you can get started relatively cheap. Right. With the
1: bucket, find yourself a free bucket and steal one from your buddy. Whatever you got to do.
0: Go to a restaurant and get one of their mayonnaise buckets, a pro tip. There you go. They always have buckets. My mom used to own a restaurant business. and yeah. We were trying ones. to give those things away, man. There's your bucket for free. For free. Go get your rod for
1: 25 Or
0: use the one you have. It's going to be... You don't have to have a little itty-bitty rod, but it helps. Yeah.
1: Easier to handle.
0: Yeah. But on a real note, so you need a bucket. Go buy one at your local Ace Hardware or whatever. Gamble's Hardware. Shout out. Um, get yourself a one of these little mini sticks, little mini rods. And when you're... If you're, if you're just going for one, okay, that let's just go... One, one species. One, well... A multi-species rod, but just a rod that will kind of do it all. You want one that's got a really flexible tip, you know, that you can... These salmon don't bite hard. Yeah. But you want one with a decent backbone in case you're going after, like, Lakers or Pike or anything like that. So you want one with a really good tip that can detect nibbles, basically, right? And then one with a decent spine that will help you yard those things out of the ice. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's different reels that you can buy too. Just a basic, just get a basic one, like, like a, a a 100 or 1,000 size reel. You know, that's just small fits. Most of them come with it. You can buy a rod. I'll tell you this: you can buy you can buy one of these rods at Shields, Sportsman Warehouse, Cabela's, Bass Pro, your local fishing store probably. Starting it. Eight bucks for a rotten reel combo for ice fishing.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cheap for something, and they can go
0: up and up and up and up and up yeah. to hundreds yeah. for not a lot of improvements. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I <don't It's> just <laughs> however much you want to spend. Yeah, it's there's there's something out there for you. Um, line, as far as line goes, that's where we start getting into the multi-species <laughs> aspect of it and how. Line can differ for each animal. Yeah. For kokanee and trout, especially, we must I like, like focus on them. That. Yeah, that's that's, that's our kind biggest. of biggest, and I mean pike too, I guess. But yeah, if if I'm fishing for a trout or a kokanee, they're very visual animals or fish, and you want a fluorocarbon because it's harder to to detect in the water so i think i'd probably go with like a six pound or four pound fluorocarbon attached to some monofilament or some sort of leader yeah and uh roll from there light tackle on the trout and the kokanee when you're getting into the pike Probably the best way to do pike fishing is to not even have a rod. I would say just, like just buy yourself nine. some of those $12 tip-ups that have pre-spooled line on them, wire on them. Put a steel leader on the end, attach a smelt or a herring or something to it, and you'll sit in the warm truck until you see one of those flags going. <laughs> you know, just sit in the warm truck. Yeah. Don't park your truck on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> There was something in the news in in Montana here just this last week. 12 inches of ice. Guy goes rolling out there in his brand new Chevrolet. Right in. Bloop. And it's expensive, starting at $500 an hour, to pull your truck out. I talked to a guy one time, uh, just outside of Jordan, Montana, Fort Peck, and... uh, he does that and he said to pull a truck out it's going to cost you <laughs> it's going to cost you <laughs> yeah so don't be dumb if you live that is i mean people right. would die in those yeah there's people there's people who do who do pass away from that which is unfortunate but get yourself a little, if you if you want to go out on the ice get good. you a nice little sled if you have to have to pull everything out there or a snowmobile or a four-wheeler there's so many lighter options than your pickup truck yeah for sure
1: so what oh what was that it's just like it seems like the guys you see around here too like we are the basic package to ice fishing in most of Montana (laughs) I mean this is nothing like the guys over east like fishing on the great lakes and stuff that have full ice houses and Awesome setups. Yeah, we are
0: not experts in ice fishing. If you want, we're just just starter level.
1: Yeah, we we are your hobby
0: fishermen. There you go. I mean, hobby hobby fishing and the ice is the best way to do it because if you have a bad day, it's still a great day because (laughs) you go do something else. You can go do something else later.
1: Make a plan for the rest of the, the season.
0: Yeah, but back to the trout and the company, getting started. So we have our hand crank auger, yep. or electric auger, or gas auger, or chainsaw, or axe, a way to drill through the ice. We have our bucket to carry stuff in, and we now have our 8.99 fishing pole from Walmart with four-pound monofilament to a fluorocarbon leader. You're almost there. Right, what's going on the line? But now there's so many different baits, dude. There is, but I've like, I've used, I consistently use like, a couple different things. I would say, in the scheme of trout fishing, and salmon fishing, there's three baits that I use consistently that catch them. Let's hear. It. Well, let's do this back and forth. I'll do my number one. Or we'll start at number three, the, my least efficient to great efficient, like best efficient, most efficient, I guess. Yeah. And I'll do my three. You do your three. Okay? I don't even know if I have three. My number three is a like a, a small cast master, silver, maybe purple, little jig deal. Yep. I've used those. It, they work. I've caught salmon on them. I've caught trout on them. Throw and may get on the end of, of the hook, and odds are a bite will happen. What's your number three? I think pretty much the only thing I've ever fished salmon for are those little jigs like you're talking about. Well, this Castmaster thing isn't isn't quite little. It's, this is a like a. It's like a chunk of metal with a hook. Okay,
1: I'm talking like a. I don't have any kind of technical terms for my fishing gear, but like a little bitty nymph like.
0: Rubber, fluorescent little rubber thing just a little fluorescent hook basically jig, yeah okay so just like a little little pink jig little pink jig hook with a maggot on it with a maggot yeah i mean those work my number 2 the killer combo yeah my number 2 is something similar to that it is a little pink jig hook right like you're saying but it's got Um, Well, I I like using orange. But it's got a piece of lead at the top, and it looks like a little crab. It's basically like a little crab with a hook. And it's awesome. And the only place I've ever been able to find them is Rocky Mountain Supply in Dillon, because I used to manage that and work there There and order them. And they work good for trout and salmon. So that's my number two. I've used the little, like the bead lines too. With a little bitty spoon on it
1: and just a little line of red beets. Oh, gotcha. Like a Swedish pimple or whatever those are. Yeah, hey. which is the plain hook strung below it. Yeah, gotcha. That's been
0: decent for trout. That's your number two. Yeah. My number one is a rat finky. A what? Rat finky. <laughs> <laughs> Educate me. So this is basically your little worm hook thing with a skirt on it. Like a little flutter skirt on it. And it basically looks like a little underwater shrimp or something. And they just eat the crap out of it. Okay. With, the with a little, little hairy yeah, tail they, on it. A little rubber. I mean, it's like a little rubber skirt. The whole, it's a, like a tube jig. Like, a, my alternate would be a tube jig. Number four, it's probably like a little itty bitty tube jig. But, yeah, these, uh, Little, they're called a rat finky. You just have to look them up, I guess. But I'm glad you got names at least. Yeah, they work pretty good. I'm like the purple finky <laughs> <Yankee> with the. <laughs> <laughs> Going down the aisle. Yeah, it looks you like did, this will work. Yeah, they'll bite that. <laughs> What's I've your s- number one? I've used smelt, like you're saying, too, for pipe quite a bit. Yeah? Just plain. Yeah. Nothing with it. And, you know, just burying a worm hook, too, with a maggot on it, with a split shot.
1: Yeah, works. all this
0: stuff, I've, I mean, other than for
1: pike, but for trout and the salmon, I don't think I've ever fished for
0: them without maggots. Yeah. Ice fishing. You can get glow worms, you can get all these different things. Maggots seem to do it the best for me. Yeah. For those two species. Corn? Oofta. You a corn guy? Oofta. <laughs> I don't like the corn. No? I know people who just catch them on corn. So they say. I think they lie. I just because I've never caught a fish off a of corn. Why don't put it on the hook? You know, you just chum the water. I just chum the water. <laughs> yes,
1: in some <laughs> spots that's legal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's guys that'll throw. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't get into it. Yeah, but any kind of attractant, though. I mean, that's what like those guys on Fort Peck that you see that are putting lights in the water and stuff. Now, right, same concept. It's yeah, attracted a, something to their hole.
0: When you're night fishing for the salmon, a lot of guys will stick a glow stick down. Yeah. Oat Do that. Oatmeal. I've heard of oatmeal in Oat different, different places. Yeah. I don't know. If you want to catch fish. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you, you got to bait them up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. How like about them, the them southern guys with their their deer <laughs> their <yeah. tivots> <laughs> their you, and their pivots and their feeders? Yeah. <laughs> my Lord. If you need a full freezer. Yeah.
1: How about the WD forty, have you heard of that? I've yeah, I've heard
0: of it, <laughs> but I've never tried it. Never given that a go? No. I've got so much more stinky stuff from okay. you know, bass fishing or steelhead fishing that I've yeah, that's, acquired. That's fair. I bet like if you put a little bunch of the shrimp scent on there, dude, oof. I bet that would kill. I've I never mean, tried it, but I bet it would kill ice fishing. We're brainstorming now. You guys are learning with us. We're we're learning right now, brainstorming ideas. they make these little bottles of like shrimp oil for oh, yeah. steelhead,
1: tuny. You just squirt it on your bead. But I bet you throw that in the whole ice fish and that'd be black magic.
0: Yeah. Basically, our whole goal with this episode is to sound as ignorant as possible, so that he guys, you guys, listening, say, "Jesus, I, these guys need, these boys need help." This might be a one star. Yeah, <laughs> but we catch fish, man. I got some some pictures. I'll throw up on the gram. Yeah, same. I I catch them. Last last year when we were down there on.